Okay, so welcome to this week's Nine Hertz podcast. Uh, rarely we're sort of recording this the night before it goes out, so this is cutting edge uh, seat of your pants time uh, for us. Uh, we started off with an uh, amazing new band called uh, Greba, uh, and this was on new, No Funeral Records, who um, I think we've played before, but um, this is like really dark stuff, Pete. I really, really enjoyed this one. Mm, yeah, I came through on emails. It's, um, and, uh, you know, it's just kind of, passing through you know checking in on what's been sent and then this just grabbed me straight away it's you know it's the canadian band it features members of uh fuck the facts you know the great grindcore band who i absolutely love and great sabatini as well it just like say straight away i was into it um this uh, this you know i picked one of the less obvious tracks actually because i, I suppose you know i spent a lot of time listening to the album i've listened to it several times through you know it's, it's a it's a mark of how how good it is, and uh, you know you, that's when you really get into it and you start to pick out the you know the details, isn't it? I think if, if for maybe a more obvious like instant hit, the, the opening track forms really good, but you know, yeah, I think like I say, it's just testament to a good album that I could have picked several. Um, you know, it's just bassy noise rock and hardcore, hint of grind in there. It's rough and it's loud. And it's clanging, like you know, like two pieces should sound. It jumps out. It's got like, you know, like a jarring element. That's you know, despite the awkwardness of it, just feels warming. Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, I think I love the whole record. To be honest, um, definitely worth uh, checking out. Like it, it sort of works as a whole. I think it's kind of mm. this. Um, it's made up of many parts, but like you say, like a two piece making something this. Like cranked and and so like engaging is um it's always impressive always um so yeah really enjoyed this so uh, the record is called fright without uh that was a song called dark corners and uh, you can get that via no funeral sound.bandcamp.com uh it looks like you can actually buy the full uh no funeral records um bandcamp uh, discography for just nine dollars twenty so you get about 64 releases there so uh, yeah if you like the sound of this uh worth um sort of dropping some cash on that so as ever, it's the Nine Hertz podcast. It's nine amazing tracks that we found this week uh, via the Metal Underground uh, sort of submissions or otherwise. Um, next up, uh, it's a band on the fantastic Cruel Nature Records uh, called Cowman. Um, no, next to nothing about them. Um, absolutely floored me with this track. Um, just really weird, willfully weird. Um, the kind of people I'd like to go for a drink with maybe. Um, yeah, really enjoyed this. What did you make of it, Pete? I, I really liked it too. There's, I'm looking at the bank, you know, and I think I don't think we're afraid to kind of, um, let, you know, give credit to other people's reviews on this. So we're not, you know, when they've oh, got no. it nailed. And there's a review on there from a, a website called Oral Aggravation, and it just it, it kind of encapsulates it perfectly. And there's one word in that which says dingy, and I think that's that's. Yeah, it's hard to get past that as the most yeah. succinct summary of this. <laughs> and, you know, I think I love how how the mix of it feels to be inversed from mm. your most basic common rule book. You know, they, 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 they've got the <laughs> bass really high up, you know, front and center. Then they mask the guitars and the drums, and then they completely bury the vocals in static. You know, <laughs> but yeah, I love it. For all that, it, it sounds perfect. It's like this is how it should sound. You know, it's got obvious. You know, I think it's mentioned a few times in reviews and themselves or whatever. Obvious references to Big Black and well, probably all things Steve Albini, but it's more than that. You know, with with the sound of it and the, the kind of unique, it gives it a distinction. 
And that's what I really liked about it. Yeah. And it's just got, I love that lo-fi cover as well. Uh, clearly like an explosion or something, but just like, it's like AI's created it or something. It's it's really cool. Um, I just like the whole attitude to this. It's, it just seems like they don't care kind of what it sounds like, but they're kind of presenting this feral kind of sound to you via kind of like, I don't know, like almost like muffled transmissions. I love it. Um, mm. So yeah, the um, record um, is called Slaughter and you can get this via crawlnaturerecordings.bandcamp.com. We're going to play a song called Hydrant. Check it out. This is Calman.
So that was a new band called Cowman. Uh, that was on Cruel Nature Records there. Uh, next up, it's uh, the return of Nadja. I mean, Nadja, uh, sort of a duo, uh, ostensibly, um, sort of uh, Aidan Baker and uh, Leah Bukharev. And um, they were going for years, um, creating like, almost like a... Um, I don't know, like a, a real sort of smear of, of like noise, drone, really off kilter, like outsider art. Um, and they always create something interesting, but this is slightly different for them. Um, they've teamed up with, I guess, like a who's who of their favourite vocalists, really. So you've got um, Rachel Davis from Espen and the Witch. You've got Lane Shiatani from uh, Elizabeth Corwell and Dylan Walker from Full of Hell doing tracks. We're playing the one with Alan Duban from Noor and Carnate. And I, I put this on, I was like, who's that voice? I know that voice. Um, and I, I think I spotted it before I actually read who it was, but great to hear his voice on something again. Um, there's nothing like this guy's voice. I don't think Carnate has ever been kind of bettered and to hear it with the music of Nadja here is, is fantastic. So really glad you found this one, Peter. It completely passed me by somehow, but um, what a, what a record. Yeah, it is. It's, 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 it's special. Um, I'd, I'd seen it, you know, I'd seen it released, and it's on a load of, you know, a load of labels across mm. the world and, you know, many which are familiar to us. I think Cruel Nature is one of them again. It is, yeah. Um, so, you know, um, it can do no wrong. It, it took me it took me a few days after seeing it was out, it took me a few days to approach. I think partly, you know, four almost impenetrably long tracks. It's, you know, it's, it's especially for a band like this, you know, it's slightly foreboding. Um, you, you know, you've got to find the time for it. Um, you know, the... the known to be obtuse you know nadja over the years and 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 you know it, it took me a long time to get into nadja i always kind of had them a bit you know more of the arty end of, of doom and so on oh yeah which you know would you know for my simpleton stoner rock fu manchu listening brain kind of couldn't comprehend them but i've I've got into them over the last i mean not recently you know over the last five years maybe i've got into them more and more and started to appreciate them and this i mean this was just incredible um, you know, there's something, it's, there's something about, you know, that I've, I've seen so many failed experiments with having different vocalists. It, it, it kind of loses a bit of the soul, you know, different vocalists per track. It loses a bit of the soul of the album. It just feels like a bit of an yeah. exhibition. You know, my mind is drawn to like the first Soulfly album or Probot or something, which is, you know, <laughs> they're just novelties, but this feels yeah. different. It feels, feels the vocalists are coming into the project rather than, you know, rather than these kind of standalone tracks, which, you know, completely different. You know, yet there is the different identities from the different vocalists. And, you know, like you say, you know, the familiarity of of his voice and then that stirring memories of Carnate just made that completely, that a thrill in itself. Yeah. Um, You know, I didn't as well, I should say there's this concept, I haven't kind of looked into it too much, but they mentioned the concept of of labyrinths, you know, this song and the album title is that, and uh, it's like mentions kind of inspiration from from sci-fi books, such as, you know, from people like Ursula K. Le Guin. Um, And then just the track, you know, the sheer immensity of it, you know, the heaviness of it, the reminders of Carnate, uh, just this track in particular, but the whole thing, like I said, just feels special. Yeah, it's really special. And I think like you've hit the nail on the head there. This is um it's almost like they've made the music for uh these people rather than just kind of 
uh, gone, yeah, let's just throw something together. It feels very orchestrated, um, but without being pretentious. So, yeah, I think they've done a great, great job here. Um, really, really interesting. And I think people should probably like um, pay attention to the whole record as, as a whole, really. It's um, it's really very good. Uh, like we say, um, it's been released on something like, uh, just just looking here, like three, four, five, six, about 10 labels altogether all over the world. So um, there's probably a place near you selling it on a CD. Uh, and cassette so um yeah if you want to sort of check that out then uh, yeah cruel nature are selling in the uk uh for those of you um in europe uh you can look towards a dagio 830 i think in germany so fantastic stuff there uh, so yeah we're going to play the uh, title track from from this record uh by nadja so you can get this at nadja.bandcamp.com
So that was the latest release from Nadja there. That was with Alan Deban, who you might recognise from Noor and Carnate. Next up, uh, we've got the return of uh, Machine Music's uh, sort of Milim Kashot uh, series. So this is volume four of something they put together. Um, it's about 29 tracks this time. Uh, and um, it's meant to highlight the best in the underground, um, you know, as we do every week. Um, but they always seem to find something really interesting that we've missed, or they might find something um, that's like exclusive uh, for these compilations. Always worth buying. And uh, I think they give some of the um, sort of proceeds to charity or kind of. Um, uh, sort of sanctuaries and things like that. So yeah, it's an animal sanctuary this time. Um, so yeah, brilliant stuff and for a good cause. And yeah, that's sort of like a, a Tel Aviv um, kind of based uh, label and uh, website really. So they're, they're doing the same kind of thing we are, but um, through different means. So this is a fantastic compilation. We've got bands from all over the world here, uh, some exclusives here. I think there's um, the singer from Serpent Column, uh, has done a solo project, so there's like a, an exclusive track on here. Uh, there's also a British band called Spider God um, doing a cover of the Men at Work song Down Under, which somehow works uh, as a black metal song. So yeah, we've sort of resisted playing that one. Um, but yeah, urge people to go and listen to that. So um, yeah, we're going to play a song by a band called Srack on this. Um, so yeah, I mean, Pete, we've we've played, uh, I think, something off every single one of their compilations so far, and they're always packed with such talent. Um, really hard to pick one, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's such an exciting compilation. And, you know, the fact that you look through it and there's there's a handful of bands you recognize the name of and you you can, like, attest to their individuality. You know, bands like Baselvart or Suffering Hour, Papangu, Sleepwalker. But many more I'm not, you know, I don't. And what I like about it is these are bands which will kind of challenge and expand and break boundaries. But also the compilation is still metal it's still black and death and grind it's it's not just some esoteric noise or post-rock impenetrable collection of oddities you know um i do that's that's a personal like perspective on it um it feels you know in fact it feels raw you know it's very raw a lot of the tracks are kind of you know like emotional and hardcore and, and you know in your face and I, I really like that about it there's so much going on and it's almost impossible to pick, you know, like I was looking at this, you know, this compilation when you chose a track off it and you, you saved me a, a difficult decision, you know, um, it's, you know, you, you, I think Srak is as, as good as any your choice. That sounds almost derogatory, but you know, you could have picked anything, you know, and yeah. I, I don't mean it dismissively. They're, they're all good. I like, you know, I do like this a lot. I've not heard the band before. And I think it's, it's right that we pick one of those bands because that is the true joy of these compilations. Um, and it's got a rough, you know, adrenalized hardcore sound, and it's you know, it's properly biting stuff. Absolutely, it looks like a Srack are from uh, Mexico, so um, yeah, really mm. sort of spanning the world here. There's this like people from all over the place. Um, it's absolutely amazing. So yeah, I think um, we'll kind of leave people to kind of go and um, sort of find their own kind of heroes on this one. But um, yeah, it's uh, like I say, it's Milim Kashot Volume Four. Uh, you can get this via machinemusic1981.bandcamp.com. Uh, like we say, we're going to play the song uh, Meter by a band called Shrek. See what you think of this.
Fantastic. So that was a track of the latest um, machine music compilation, Milim Kashot Volume 4. So yeah, go and check that compilation out. It's only $7 uh, and it's helping a good cause. Next up, uh, we've got, uh, this is, I, I keep saying the return of, but this is like a return that we're sort of like very excited about here. White Hills, um, who have been going for absolute yonks. Uh, we realized we reviewed them in 2007. Uh, on nonehertz.co.uk. A good friend, Matt Dick, reviewed them back then. Uh, I think I reviewed them in about, well, about 10 years later, 2017. And they're still making incredible, psychedelic, raging hot music. And this is absolutely brilliant. Um, I'd say that they feel more like a collective these days. Like, despite being a duo, they just feel like, um, I don't know, they've, they've just been like an institution for so long. And whenever they release something, it's just... You kind of have to plunge in and and just sort of consume it, don't you? Mm, yeah, the, there is something about them. They are institutions, the right word, I guess. You know, they're always there or, or, or thereabouts, and you know, always reliable. I don't think they've ever, you know, they've never kind of released anything which at least you know, there, as a minimum, doesn't capture your, your imagination. It was kind of a, imagine them in in some ways as being like the smoke-filled practice room jam psychedelic band equivalent of Jucifer, who, you know, who actually gone quiet recently, but, you know, they're very in that same way, you know, always seem to be there, always seem to be doing something or just living in permanent band status, maybe always on the road for always creating. So, but, you know, it's a great thing. It's great to have these, you know, pillar stones to, to get, you know, a reliable, brilliant music. Um, you know, it's, they've always been this, you know, it's always been intriguing. It's, it, it, this just shows it, you know, it, it echoes, it trips along, you know, the title, you know, radiate is apt. It just radiates ease and a sense of losing time, you know, in relaxation and peace and, and all that. It's, it, you know, I need this type of music in my life to balance against the likes of, of like Vermin Womb, who we're going to play later, you know, it's, um, yeah you've got to get that balance it's airy and it's cool it resets your balance and your energies white hills are just the perfect band to achieve that absolutely yeah it looks as though um some of this is actually um like remixes and um kind of like um rejigs almost of that release from uh 2007 heads on fire was released in 2007 and uh they've almost like gone right let's let's revisit that for this so um yeah, quite sort of fascinating to sort of see something emerge from from the past like that. Um, so we're going to play the song uh, "Radiate," and um, if you've never heard this band before, then yeah, definitely worth kind of jumping into what is a vast, vast back catalogue. Um, like we say, it's an institution, really. So this is White Hills. Uh, the song's called "Radiate," and you get this via whitehills.bandcamp.com.
So that was the return of White Hills, a band that have been going for at least 20 years. Absolutely amazing stuff. Um, so next up, uh, this is a band that uh, Tom from uh, Blind Monarch turned me on to actually. I sort of, he was he was kind of complaining about um, not finding any good bands. Like, I was like, well, what, what have you been listening to? And he goes, oh, this band called um, Convent with a K. Check them out. And I was like, right, cool. So I listened to their uh, release from 2020 called Puritan, uh, Puritan Masochism. Loved it. And um, thought, damn, it's too late to play that on the podcast. But they've come out with a new record called Call Down the Sun. And um, yeah, this is like evil stuff. So um, just really um, playing heavy on the Death Doom stuff here and um, bleak and and with like a kind of crushing um, but kind of, I don't know, heartbeat almost pace uh, of music here. I absolutely love this, Pete. What did you make of it? Yeah, I like this. I did. There were band who I'd, I'd kind of uh, passed me by a little bit, um, made me similar to you. And they, they they played Desert Fest this year, and and I know we some of our friends like made us. You know, they were one of the bands they had to go see. Yes, um, and I don't think we did. I definitely didn't. Um, we're in then, space. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, the, that listening now, it's like yeah, yeah, where it is. It's you know, I, I can see maybe, you know, I must have listened to him and I can see why maybe I got the wrong conception because there are bits in that which I wouldn't normally want to, or, you know, would maybe put me off like the kind of gothy symphonic elements, yeah. you know, you, you know, that, that is always a worry for me. No, you know, especially in doom <laughs> or black metal, you know, yeah. but it, it's not him. You know, once I've actually properly listed it, it's, you know, that, it's it's the way it's layered, I guess, with the harsh vocals on top and the nice trudging doom pace about it. You know that those those kind of other things feel complementary rather than pompous. You know, it adds to the gloom rather than you know becomes this distraction. So yeah, that's you know that's a lesson to myself in the past, and I I need to now go back and listen to this band properly because that you know this does sound. I think it does give them you know something different from other bands. Um, and I'm sure I've missed out. So yeah, this, I'm, I'm glad you've you know you've chosen this and made made me see the error in my ways. Yeah, if they play Desert First again, then we'll definitely go and see them because <laughs> yeah, why not? Absolutely, it would have been fantastic in any of those venues as well. So yeah, kicking ourselves. So yeah, we, we've learned now. So um, the new record's called Call Down the Sun. Uh, we're going to play the song Harena, and you can get this at Convent or the K six 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 dot bandcamp dot com.
So that was Convent. Absolutely amazing. Next up uh, is the, uh, I guess we've played them before, Return another return uh, of Vermin Womb on a closed casket activities. Um, a brilliant label that we've been playing uh, a few releases from lately. Um, this is absolutely brilliant, Pete. Like, I think we might have played like a demo of this band before or like a very early release. Um, but this feels like a lot more fully formed, a lot more kind of rabid Um just absolutely disgusting kind of grindy kind of stuff but with like death um sort of like influence in there yeah i, I would have picked this if you hadn't i think Pete. yeah uh definitely it's, it's incredible it's in terms of playing them before we haven't but it's because it was all pre-podcast we reviewed them on the website um there you so go we, we have been following them yeah um, it was in the, you know, when we had to just write words instead of just speak crap about it. So, <laughs> a period, period, yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's Ethan McCarthy from Primitive Man. I love the fact that, you know, like people who've got more than one band, you know, often will have have the other band as an outlet for a different type, you know, different mood or pace. Um, and yeah, this is, you know, it's the, the tracks are shorter. There's a quicker pace. This is grind rather than doom. But it's you know absolutely no less a punishing listen, which is incredible, really. When you know when primitive man are already like completely out there, you know they're already on the periphery of what's like safe to even be played or heard. I guess it's like he's doubling down. Um, this is the third release. I love the two prior to this. Um, like I say, I wrote the review for the last one, and I reread that um, the other day, and I stated in as somehow they'd increased the intensity and the belligerence from the first album. Um, and, you know, they've done that again. They, they just seem to, you know, it's like somehow just making these absolute claustrophobic sounds like close in more and more each time. It just, you know, you wouldn't, it's unbelievable. So, yeah, they're just going down this absolute destructive path. You know, you just keep thinking it's got to end at some point, but no, they keep, you know, they keep pushing it out. It's like grindcore to oblivion. It's music for our times, you know, times where divides are wider than ever before. You know, the, obviously, you know, it's it's obviously political. Um, the title track, you know, it's it, um, art districts without artists of this track. Anyway, it's, um, it's suggestive of like creeping gentrification, for example, you know, like a world where politics have become this battle of right wing toxicity and you know, the pandemic's widened isolation and poverty and all that. Within that, vermin womb are like the final despairing screams of the people. And it just feels like a soundtrack to the end of the world. Yeah, and I love the title of this one, um, Art Districts Without Artists. It's like it's like that that creep of of gentrification, like you mentioned. It's it's that kind mm. of lack of identity of our city centres anymore and bits of London just becoming places where people live and you can get a 15 quid burger or whatever. It's, it's weird. Um, it, I don't know. I, I think people are still railing against that kind of thing. Like it's, it's kind of, you know, the, the people who live there gave these areas their identity and, you know, maybe there's something in there about, yeah. Are we, are we wiping clean, um, kind of whole areas of our history but you know i think art always finds a way and there's always like there's a new place that people move to and there's a new kind of um 
yeah, like authenticity that comes from somewhere else. But it's a shame that it has to be kind of squeezed about as as kind of uh, mm. what we'd call yuppies kind of find <laughs> find the cool areas and, and go out there at night sort of thing. So mm. you know, you've seen it happen in in Sheffield. You've seen it happen in Lincoln. It's um, yeah, not not as much yeah. as say New York, where that where these guys are from. But um, there you go. Yeah. I was like, to, um, on the side from that, it was like the fact that when we put gigs on, you know, venues would be shut down because, you know, like a big flats had been uh, built next to the venue and then they'd have to the noise, you know, problems and they get shut down or we'd suddenly start getting charged because it was city centre. And we always had a rule, didn't we, which was follow the punks. The punks would be the ones who would find yep. the new venues and they would be the ones who'd set it up and they'd be there for a couple of years before we'd move in and start promoting gigs there. So it would always yeah. be follow the punks. It brings it back. You know, it, it's not right that these places which have been associated to, to art and to music and to pubs and things like that, you know, get, um, have, you know, this happens to them. But like you say, art, mu- music and art will find a way. Yeah, I saw it on Saturday in Sheffield, actually. I saw the Gate Crusher flats, which is always funny because, you know, <laughs> less said yeah. about the circumstances of that, the better. But yeah, it's, um, yeah, that was an interesting one. Um, yeah, we've got way off track here. Vermin Woman <laughs> from nowhere near Sheffield. Um, probably don't know what Gate Crusher is either. Um, so yeah, uh, and they're from Denver, Colorado. I think I said they're from New York early, but yeah, Denver, Colorado. Um, so yeah, this is absolutely brilliant. You can find this via verminwomb.bandcamp.com. The record's called Retaliation. Uh, there is a red with black smoke LP for sale, which looks amazing. And this is a song called Art District Without Artists. So that was Vermin Womb, absolutely blistering stuff there. Uh, we're going to bring it back to something a bit more chilled out. Uh, this next band is called Moon Suzel. And um, yeah, this is just really interesting. I, I kind of, um, I think I've been following this band for a while. I think um, it came up on uh, uh, maybe like an old band camp um, sort of like uh, featured article and um i thought yeah that's interesting see what they see what they're doing a few years i think they they had an album out that was self-titled in about 2019 but yeah this came out uh last week i think and um yeah i was really interested with this it was like it, the song we're gonna play is called mangrove and i don't think you can get any 
um more sort of authentic than than the sound that they produce that sounds exactly what you know this sounds like it's it's like a trip into the um you know the 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 deep dark uh, river uh, surrounded by jungle it's, it's kind of the tribal sound of that i think really cool stuff um what do you make of it peaks it's it's very sort of um i don't know it's like if pelican um took a trip down i don't know um the, the mekong or something it's it's really interesting <laughs> brilliant yeah like that yeah it reminded me of you know uh, papangu for the yeah. second time it's in yeah. this podcast uh, from brazil um you know with especially through the drums and the rhythms maybe even culture Trez, you know with with, with the, you know with the, mm. the doom the bits of doom that are in there as well you know the, the, i suppose there's something south american in here you know of the you build both those bands those are the, that's what it reminded me of um the you know the guitars take it in a proggy direction but well, and you know, and actually, the, the, there's this like a whirlwind almost, this twisting and and twisting and twisting. It just makes your head spin. But even in those moments, and I was just completely drawn to the to the percussion. It's it's you know, it is it's 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 magical at points. It's really really interesting and involving and engaging. Yeah, I mean, it just took me somewhere else. This one, so um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was quite quite a nice one to listen to uh, on the move last week. So, yeah, I thought I'd uh, give this a spin on the podcast. Really, really interesting stuff. And uh, yeah, from France, uh, it's Moon Susie. Um, so you can get this via moonsusie.bandcamp.com. Uh, the record is called Inward, and we're going to play the opening track from this. This is called Mangrove. Thank you. 
Okay. Uh, so that was Moon Susie uh, from France there. Really cool stuff. Uh, next up, and to close the podcast, we've got a duo called Whalebone, uh, who are from the UK. I'm not quite sure where they're from, but um, this is absolutely sort of spellbinding stuff. I, the only band I can kind of think of when I listened to this was Yob, really, that kind of expansive, um, kind of ambitious prog sound. Um, where did you find this one, Pete? I just Yeah, I just came across it on, on Bandcamp. You know, the, the artwork's really cool. It, it, mm. it's familiar i don't know where i've seen it i swear i've seen it before but you know i whatever it is it's really good but again similarly i, I know nothing about them the fact, them the fact that from the uk looks like a debut release the fact that you know there's no there's nothing to really kind of um latch on to you know there's no lyrics there's no you know nothing you can check on social media the fact that with despite all that it's like i've got to play this and mm. you know it says everything and the music is speaking for itself you know, it's like Yob's a really good call. You know, pounding doom. Um, you know, it's, it's something something about doom being really suitable for two pieces. You know, it's, it's something like maybe the stripped down approach provides just added focus to the tone and the weight. You know, you don't, you know, you haven't got too much scope to play. You know, to to play with much, so you've got to nail those bits and make it sound as thick as possible. Um, I don't know, but you know, there, there's. There's a history of it. You know, I think we've got several duos on this podcast. Um, and Whalebone nail that. You know, they, they comply with that kind of, that that's standing that history of this. You know, it's basic in, in its way, but, you know, because of that, but that appeals to, you know, to the base doom mind and, and so makes me very happy. Yeah, it's just very um, chuggy, but with a, with a kind of sensible head on, I think. Um, I mean that that kind of stuff can be very sort of dumb and um, you know a bit blunt, but yeah, this this manages to be quite sophisticated. I think, especially yeah. for a debut, this is really mm. really really interesting. So yeah, really enjoyed this. Um, so yeah, you can find this uh, via whalebone2.bandcamp.com. The uh, three track EP here is uh, called Maltier. Uh, we're going to play the second track. This is Blood Magic. We'll see you next week. Mm.